The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Drive. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, gosh darn it. Friendship loses in overtime last night to VR Eaton. 57-54. Man, that is two years in a row. They were just like right there to advance onto the regionals and just just not able to get over the hump. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the it was a game that, um, you know, was winnable. You know, you're right there mm-hmm. you know, going into overtime and all that good stuff and ultimately couldn't get it done. And, you know, obviously the loss of uh, their best player, Patton Pinkins, this year was, was a big blow to them. But really like how the team kind of came together and sure. felt like they were playing some really good basketball and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and um, just ultimately couldn't couldn't get it done. Yeah, that's uh, that's too bad. Um that is too bad. Fifty-seven, fifty-four. The friendship boys season comes to an end. Floyd Ada gets to extend their season. They beat Farwell last night, fifty-nine to fifty-three. New Home continues their season. They on the boys' side beat Reagan County, fifty-nine to fifty-one. And uh, Olton was a winner last night over Clarendon, uh, sixty-three to sixty-two. That sounds like that was a barn burner, sixty-three, sixty-two. <laughs> yeah, a great game. Yeah, great game. So that's uh, uh, that's too bad. So it's the uh, shallow water Phillies uh, have left for the state tournament. So they got a good send off yesterday uh, in shallow water. So they headed on to the state tournament. So good luck to them. They're among among the teams still playing. Uh, let's see here. Some uh, thoughts and comments here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Here's here's one that's going to go probably against the grain of everybody. Uh, Jordan says this, I stand behind the fans doing what they can to get into the opponent's head as long as physical safety and penalizations aren't a factor on any level for either team, fan base and those working the game or program. I mean, I get all that. I get all of that. I just, I'm just tired of the chant so early in the, at all. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's senseless. We can, we can be, we can be better than that because it's a terrible, terrible look. And we all know this. So I get what you're. I get what you're saying here, Jordan, but be a leader and be more creative, okay? Um, I just, you know, that's just something we can do. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it feels, you know, I, I think the atmosphere at, at the USA is awesome, and it's been great yes. for our teams mm-hmm. over the years. And um, But when stuff like last night happens, uh, I think it – you you kind of lose some of the thought of, you know, this is one of the greatest, toughest environments to this is, you know, just these people are are terrible, you know. Whoa. And I'm not saying that we feel that way, but you have to think the, the people on a, a national or a regional level that are members, you know, other members of the Big 12 Conference, we – um, that's the, kind of the thought that they have towards mm-hmm. our fan base and, and that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, just, you know, I, I want our fans to be passionate too. I want them to be loud. I want it to be an awesome environment, which it has become. But, I mean, at the, at the point where you start saying, I have to throw something at a player um, to be to part of the yourself, raucous yeah. environment, then you've, you're missing the point. You, you're, you're, 
you're missing the point. That's that's not how it gets done. And, and I'll I'll say this. I mean, for the most part, the the entire game, you were down 18, 20, 22 points. Um, you, you had a little bit of a run there at the end, but um, man. It was still loud. I mean, it, I was for for usually. I mean, I know people left. I know people, you know, got you know fed up with things and said, "Okay, well, I'm just going to head to the house and all that kind of stuff." But it was still loud in the arena, even when you're down and you're under, you know, the under eight and the under four. Um, well, you that was when you were showing the most life. I know, but I mean, it was it was it was. That was it like was, the only time all night you felt like your team was playing like they were capable sure, of playing. Sure, but but again, I mean, it was even 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 before. I mean, the the you know the flagrant two you know riled everybody up, no question. Uh, obviously, right? That's saying it just lightly, but but I mean that that crowd noise kept going and going and going. Um, and in the, even in the waning moments, the guy behind me was like, he was like, come on, come on. And I finally looked at him and there's again, the people sitting next to me on both sides with the exception of the lucky lady had left. And this, this kid behind me is still kind of cheering yard hard. And I'm like, do you have the over on this game? And he said, I do. <laughs> I said, what's, what's your number? And he he couldn't remember what his number was. So I, I looked it up for him, and uh, I said, well, the number is 144. I said, you need you need two points here in the, in, the, in the last minute of the game. And he got it, and then he had money on pop for hitting a certain number, and he didn't get that. So it's not about the team. It was about him. And the, and the final right. minute, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. what's gone – just yeah. the, the part of sports that I just love nowadays. Not yeah. not about your team. Yeah. Not about rooting for your guys or your school. Mm-hmm. It's about me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, always rule number one in this world nowadays, man. Well, it's four, but okay. Uh, this gentleman, how about stopping the star chant during the national anthem? I I'm I'm with you on that. That's it's, it's this person says stupid idiot dumping most. Important, disrespectful, and anti—I don't know if it's anti-American. It's just—it's been done. Other fan bases too. I don't like it when the Chiefs do that either. The Chiefs fans—I don't like it when they do that either. Um, I thought it was pretty cool last night. The Mains brothers sang uh, the national anthem. Uh, Steve and one Brian and, brothers. And, and well, there was a <laughs> there was a brother and then a, a nephew. The younger, the younger one, the Brian was the was the younger one, but you know Steve comes out there and says, "Hey, sing it with us," and everybody sang it with him. It was pretty cool. It was it was really cool. Everybody stand up, stand proud, sing loud, and join us. And it was it was pretty cool. I'd not ever seen I've never seen anybody do that. You know, where the national anthem singer invites you to sing along with them, because usually they want it to be Jamie about them and how they can make their voice sound, which a lot of times it's very beautiful, you know, but I thought that was pretty cool last night. 637 this morning here on the morning drive. How about some of the other games in the Big 12 last night? Um, You know, the, I got, you know, it's, to me, it's an upset. I mean, BYU goes in and wins at Allen Fieldhouse, despite at one point in time being down by 12 points. I mean, that, that, uh, that was a, a bit of a shock last night. Um, I mean, BYU's proven that they can be a, a good team. 
But obviously going and winning on the road, I mean, I don't care who you are, winning on the road is is impressive. 76 to 68 was the final uh, in that one last night. Houston protects home court last night, 67 to 59. They've, they have all but locked up uh, the Big 12 regular season title. Yeah, it looks that way. You know, I mean, Iowa State would still, you know, have a chance, but certainly Houston's going to have to um, – have to slip up down the stretch. Uh, the standings as of now, Houston leads uh, Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State's ten and four. Uh, Houston's twelve and three. Then Kansas and Baylor at nine and six, and then Tech, BYU, and TCU are all at eight and seven. Oklahoma's seven and seven. Texas is seven and eight. So is Kansas State. So you know, yesterday I said to you, I think nine are going to get in. <laughs> Um, it's going to be hard to keep 10 out unless somebody just, you know, loses out like Texas or Kansas State. But certainly the way that Texas played last night, they don't look like they're going to lose out. And the way that K-State came, came back, um, I don't think they're, they're going to lose out. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I wish McCaslin would have went Billy Tubbs on the refs when he got on the mic. No, that, wouldn't, that would have incited a riot even worse than that night. You know, where, where Billy, Billy Tubbs says, no matter how bad the officiating is tonight, they would appreciate it if you didn't throw anything more on the court. And I got Billy run that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got Billy run that right. Uh, Jordan says this. Maybe you're right on my remark, Chuck. I just want the USA to be known as one hell of a hard place to play. But last night, with all the antics happening, is embarrassing. Okay. Carl Lewis should have asked the crowd to sing with him and then turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, he still gets dinged for that, doesn't he? he it's probably, hard to forget it, man. I know, I know, I know. It's but crazy I mean, that that like, overtakes all he did in the Olympics and all well, that good stuff. It's really the uh-oh in the middle of it that really <laughs> cemented his uh, historic preference there. <laughs> this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Normally today would be the last day of the month, but we get an extra day tomorrow because it's a leap year. February the 28th, 2024. Here's Jeff McGuire. You know, surprisingly, not a lot happens on the 28th of February. <laughs> I imagine tomorrow's going to be even slimmer picking, but we will start in 1960. Any Daytona 500s today? There was. I didn't put it in here. It's there was a Daytona 500 mentioned, but I didn't put it in. Uh, 1960, the uh, home team United States wins their first Olympic ice hockey gold medal mm. uh, with a 9-4 win over Czechoslovakia. Wasn't that it? Where was that? Was that in Lake Placid too? No, uh, Sacramento Valley. Oh, that's right. It's in, it was in California, right? Or is that Utah? Yeah. Uh, uh, someplace like that. You, you can Google that faster than I can pull it up. Okay. Uh, how about this for a uh, wake up and pay attention holdout? 1966, Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale begin a joint holdout against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. Joint one. Uh, Squaw Valley's in California. Aha. 1967, Norman Ruther scores 37 points. As Texas Tech beats Arkansas seventy-three to fifty-nine for its fifth win in six games and fourth straight 
home victory. Wow, way to finish strong. Norman, coming through. 1981, Calvin Murphy with the Houston Rockets sets an NBA record with 78 consecutive free throws made. Mm. Bet he shot a lot in the driveway with his old man, don't you think? I would assume so. (laughs) (laughs) I would guess so. Yeah, maybe maybe he could take Robert Jennings under his wing. Or, you know, almost anybody under their wing because they could all be improved with when you can shoot, you know, 78 for 78. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that's that's pretty tough to beat. Tough Although to beat. Did, uh, I think Steph did it what? 6 years ago now where he made, went past uh, Murphy's record. I don't know. I'm not sure. He makes it look so easy though. And in 1991, New York Yankees Don Mattingly is named the 10th team captain. It is National Chocolate Souffle Day. Happy birthday to Luka Doncic, who's 25. Jason Aldean, 47. Bernadette Peters is 76. Al Larder is 48. Uh, Arolas Chapman, 36. And Icky Woods is 58. Icky Wood. I I don't know what's... (laughs) Go ahead. I wonder if we'll see Al Larder's kid anytime soon. And the Rangers drafted him. A yeah, years ago. no, that's a yeah. solid question. I don't. He wasn't having the uh, minor league start he was expecting last year. Mm. Um, that's a good question. Very, very. What's solid more question. disturbing, Bernadette Peters being what seventy three? Is he seventy six? Or Icky Woods being fifty eight? I didn't didn't think he was quite that old, but makes sense. And on this day in 1993, Waco, Texas, agents of the U.S. Treasury Department's Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms launch a raid against the Branch Davidian compound as part of an investigation into illegal possession of firearms and explosives by the Christian cult. As the agents attempted to penetrate the complex, gunfire erupted, beginning an extended gun battle that left four ATF agents dead and 15 wounded. Six Branch Davidians were fatally wounded, and several more were injured, including David Koresh, the cult's founder and leader. After 45 minutes of shooting, the ATF agents withdrew, and a ceasefire was negotiated over the telephone. The operation, which involved more than 100 ATF agents, was one of the largest ever mounted by the Bureau and resulted in the highest casualties of any of their operations. This will not be the last we hear from Waco in 1993. Okay. And that is the state sports history. The state sports history. Uh, actually, the NBA free throw record in a row that this player broke Calvin Murphy's record uh, was Mike Williams when he was a player for the Minnesota Timberwolves from uh, March 24th to November 9th. So that was over the course of two seasons. Hit 97 straight. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, it is. Let me guess that from Mike Williams. Mike Williams, right. Yeah. Looks like uh, Leiter pitched mostly in double-A last year. 19 starts there. One start in triple-A around mm. Rock. Yeah. So you would think he's getting close, right? Yeah, I think. You'd think he's getting close. Uh, let's see here. 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. I agree with this. Flava Flav was disappointing. He, he was. 
I mean, they he, they rolled him out during a during a timeout, and they you know threw the stuff in the stands, and um, he just he took some selfies with people, um, but I don't know. He with had, you? No, oh, I we were. He yeah, didn't come I upstairs. Have, I would have loved to have seen that. If you know, if I'd have been down there, if I'd have been like, if he was doing it at a women's game and I, I had the opportunity, I would have, I would have done it. I'd have done it with him. What mm-hmm. What did you expect Flavor Flav to do? I, that's a great question. I don't know. Like Ric Flair, I expect to woo. Yeah, right. When he woos, that's what the expectation is, and we're good. Right. Um, when other like Vanilla Ice comes out, I, I expect to hear Ice Ice Baby. Right. Once that's done, the expectation has been achieved. Right. What's Flavor Flav going to do? I don't know. I, th- I thought like maybe he- he'd be a little more flamboyant with his. He had his big sunglasses on, and you know the the hat was crooked. You know, and oh sure, like his you know. look is. We all know who he is, but what would he do that would impress you? I don't know. Maybe and he's a cool. I'm like I'm not. Maybe go him. out. Maybe maybe have his arms up a little bit. You know, kind of. You know, try to get everybody going. Not incite riots like Brock Cunningham. I don't know. Just it just it just seemed a little anticlimactic with Flavor Flav. Could have sung like "Fight the Power," right? Wasn't that Public Enemy's big song? I mean, I would just want to take a picture with his clock, <laughs> right? I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know if he had a clock with him last night. He did. He did. He had okay. a clock on. Okay. Yeah. But it was he kind of got lost. It in was the... a little bit smaller than yeah. normal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's older. I mean, he's probably neck muscles. It's <laughs> difficult to carry around some of the stuff he's had over the years. I mean, even Mr. T doesn't wear all the chains anymore. Yeah. I wonder what he got paid to be there last night. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have the high school fan zone tonight at 6 on 100.7 The Score. Coaches from Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, Liberty Cooper will all visit uh, tonight at 6. Uh, tonight at 6 from Fort Worth, we'll have Lady Raider basketball. They take on Texas Christian University. And uh, ladies will try to stop a seven-game losing streak. Last time you won, Jamie, was against TCU. And that was uh, back on January the 27th, 71-65. to 65. That started a losing streak for TCU. That was the last time that uh, the Tech won. Um, and then uh, TCU has won their last three, including the other night over Houston, 54-49. to 49. So uh, they're, of course, getting uh, healthier. Sedona Prince will be back for them. They're 6-7 center. Uh, Madison Connor, their uh, big shooter, uh, will be back as well. So it... Uh, but will the volleyball player get to keep playing? Uh, she's on the team, but she's she's she is not playing now. Um, she is not playing now. She's she's sitting there at the end of the bench. Still, a uh, fun little story for her, though. It is a fun little story for her. I, mm-hmm. The the narrative though of them with the two forfeits and yeah, you still know, annoying. Yeah, it, it's very annoying. I mean, and the fact that they don't those don't count. You know when they—that's well, not on TCU. That's on the Big Twelve. Sure, they, sure, and yeah. for allowing them to do that and everything like that. I mean, they—they they certainly could have played. And, you know, text down, maybe maybe down still three players tonight. Um, this is on top of the two that you lost before the start of the season. But you know, everybody gets dinged up. Everybody's injured. It's just you've got 
some that are sick, one, and you've got flu bug going through it to the team now. So they're just going to have to rally. They're going to have to rally and uh, and fight hard, and um, you know, kind of, you know, put on their, you know, just mental toughness. Little, got to have a little MTXE tonight. Mental toughness, extra effort. Oh, okay. You got you like that mental toughness, extra effort. I had never heard that one okay. before. That was it was pretty good. Yeah. So it's stolen. I would guess the mental toughness, extra effort that you saw on Wednesday in Austin mm-hmm. was not there on Saturday. It's obvious, right? Yeah. I mean, the way that you got beat by Cincinnati, sixty-eight to fifty-six, kind of got handled. Um, there, so yeah, you need to you need to see that same fight. You need yeah. to see that same fight on the road tonight, and uh, you need to kind of take that energy and take that emotion, and you got to get mad. You got to get mad and, and and go out there and play hard. I mean, play hard, fight hard, and and if you still lose, then at least you can say, well, hey, I gave it all I had, right? Do you feel like you're not seeing that that mad that? sometimes from the team sometimes i feel i feel like i'm i'm we're seeing it from coach garlic and yeah. our staff i mm-hmm. feel like we're 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 hearing about it from you and fink but like the ones that matter do they have that same you know intensity <sighs> and frustration about them right now yeah that's a that's a great question mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's something that they've got to dig down deep inside and go Hey, no, no matter what, we're gonna we're gonna lay it all out there and have some grit mm-hmm. and see if some of that because you've had grit on the men's side, you've had a lot of grit. I mean, oh, you've, sure, you've sure. had a, you've had some grit. You even had grit last night. I mean, you had grit to the very end, and I'd like I'd like to see that again tonight. To what we saw down in Austin. I mean, you took the number five team in the country. You literally had a chance but, to beat them. But none of it matters when you turn around and do what you did but, on ab- Saturday. Absolutely, no, throw it away. Yeah, no, just throw it away. Yeah, you're 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 not yeah. wrong. Yeah, just you're throw not wrong because they clearly just threw it away on Saturday. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong on that. So I mean, they've they've you you got to you know follow the game plan. You got to fight hard for the extra rebound. You got to. Win the fifty-fifty ball. You got to kind of make some shots. Make some shots. You know, not turn the ball over with unforced errors. You know, where one player's looking left and pass goes right. Whom, whomever is wrong doesn't matter. The bottom line is a turnover. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is a turnover. So, um, here, how about this? How about this for TCU? Um, I did a little math last night after the. Uh, after the game, only 29% of their made field goals in the Big 12 have come in the paint. Okay, how's that compared to others? Well, for instance, for Texas Tech, 54% of their made field goals have come in the paint. And for Tech opponents, this speaks to your defense, 65% of all made field goals are in the paint. So is TCU a really good three-point shooting team? They are. They 40% of their made Field goals come from three. Um, they average about nine threes a game. But they also are a conventional two-point shooting team. 31% of their made field goals come from, like, the outside the paint. Two-point range. Yeah, two-point range. Uh, oh, for, wow. Tex- for Texas Tech, 13% of yours come from outside the paint. Uh, 33% of your makes are from 
excuse me, 33% of your opponents makes her from three, or your, your viewer makes her from three. But anyway, but it's just, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting. 33% of our makes are from three. Yeah, you, you, I mean, if you're not scoring a lot in the paint, you better be shooting it well from, mm-hmm. from three-point range, especially in the women's game. Yeah, yeah. And of, and of so of Tech's twos, 81% of their twos come from the paint. You've only made 42 shots in Big 12 play from, like, the conventional two. So, Yeah. You know, you, you know how I've, I've talked before about baseball and how I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to use sacrifice bunts and move runners over and mm-hmm. all that. And, and I've fully admitted that the numbers that you look at tell you that that's the wrong way to go about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, you're on average, you're going to score more, more runs not doing that. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I fully admit that I'm wrong in that. My basketball, the same deal. Okay. I love mid range basketball. I respect it. I feel like I hate that it's gone in the game, even though I fully see the statistics that say if it's not, if you're not in the lane, yeah. you should be shooting from three point range and right. you shouldn't be taking mid range jumpers. Right. So this is just me being totally stubborn, Chuck. Mm-hmm. It's totally stubborn. And I hate to admit it, but last night watching DeSue hit mid range jumper after mid range jumper, I was like, oh man, it's that thing of beauty. Right. right, <laughs> right, right. The, <laughs> but, the thing about both of those two styles, and I, I get that the numbers tell you that you shouldn't be doing this the three point you know the the mid-range jumper take a step back and you're getting an extra point basically is kind of how sure where the logic goes it completely makes sense on the small ball of you know you're sacrificing one of your three outs an inning to try to move a runner over that you could be getting a hit with right and make it a big inning I, i totally get yeah but i do feel like you need to have them in your bag yeah, that's fair. It, it it doesn't need to be your go-to, mm-hmm. but there's going to be games yeah. where your three-point shot isn't landing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be games where they've got the twin towers in the in the in the lane, so you're not getting anywhere close to the rim. That that mid-range jumper is still still successful yeah, in no. a baseball game. There's going to be a one-to-nothing game that you can win that you need without to. getting a hit. Yeah, or a tie game in the ninth where you're saying we don't need a big inning. Here. I need one run. We need to guarantee we get one. Yeah, yeah. What's the best chance to get one? So have it in your bag. Yeah. Be able to achieve these things. Don't just give up on it because, well, you know, they were saying I should back up a step. Or yeah. just make the shot. Yeah. Make the one shot. Yeah. Don't worry about the 80 others. Uh, the Lady Raiders in the paint being outscored by 10 points by their opponent, 32 to 22. I'm surprised it's that close. In Big 12 play. That's, yeah. yeah, no. Both, I mean, it's. You've had some. We're not breaking any news here, but both Krista Gerlich and um, Grandma Castlin both are saying we need more bigs. Yes. This offseason. Yeah. We are going to recruit yeah. bigs. We've got to add bigs to this team. I thought you were going to say Krista Gerlich and Chuck Hines. Not breaking any news. <laughs> but, but you didn't. <laughs> that's okay. Chuck also knows that the team, both teams need more bigs. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's Captain Obvious here this morning. Oh, Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to take us away from basketball today. Okay. Thank you. Nice little 
That was no fun. The tummy is still turning a little bit. So. <laughs> tummy is still turning. Did you take some Tums last night? Have you ever done that? Do you, are you a Tum? You like the Tums? You know, the little mint kind of candy? I have never taken Tums. Never taken Tums. Okay. Yeah, I don't. you won't find me pretty much anywhere without um, a chewable Pepto in okay. my backpack. Okay. That's always there. Okay. But I'm not a, same thing. Yeah, for, I'm for, not a Tums guy. Okay. Yeah. For this conversation, same thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Here's my question. So we're going to go to Red Raider football today. Okay, so we're going to we're going to turn away from Red Raider basketball. Okay. Okay, I want you to tell me mm. the two game stretch during next mm. football season. So oh. pull up your schedule. Okay. The two game stretch during next year's football season that you think is the the key, the most important the stretch. Key. Okay. Okay. This is going to sound ridiculous. Because they're not your two hardest games. And I, I'm only pulling it up just so that I can have the actual opponents in the order that they are. Because I don't have the schedule memorized. But it's your first two. Yeah, be, we, we, saw, we know what happened last year. And the start to the season was not great. And as good as some moments were, everything kept leading back to the start of the season and how bad you played. And this isn't a, hey, no no coach wants to go out there and go on a slow start. But going out there and taking care of business your first two games with Abilene Christian and Washington State, they're not your toughest two opponents. There's, there's no way they're your toughest two opponents this year. But get going. Start the season 2-0. I, I think Jeff is actually making a pretty good point here, Chuck. At the same time, if those are the two games that decide whether we're good or not mm -hmm. good, God help, God help us. Help us. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All of that is all we of both that said is that fair. At the same time. <laughs> yes, man. We are going to be really disappointed for next football season. Um, you know, losing to Wyoming last year on the road and all that. I mean, the way you lost it was kind of frustrating because you got off to such a hot start and then you just quit playing for three mm -hmm. quarters. Um, but the way that you lost it was disappointing. But just the fact that you lost on the road to a decent football team, it was like, okay, it happens, first game of the season. If you lose at home to Abilene Christian to start the year, oh, my goodness. Pack it up. We're going to end Optimum Game Day Live after the first week. I don't know that we'll ever, if we got to 11-1 and one after that, will we be sitting there going, ah, all good, we bounce back. Mm -hmm. We'll be so furious that you're not 12-0. Abilene Christian kept us out of the playoff. No offense to ACU. Okay. Well, assuming that you were 11-1, and one, my favorite you'd have been in the Big case. 12 championship game. All right, let me give you my two. My my two, somebody says this, we all know Chuck will include UNT. As much as, <laughs> as much as much as I'd like to, I'm not going to, okay? You know what I was just thinking here a minute ago? What's I was that? thinking, if we beat North Texas this year, does Chuck have to stop with his North Texas, you know, spew and fear and, I mean, basic assertion that they own us in football? That's fair. Okay, so if we win this year, that dies. I'll, I'll, I'll make that die. Okay, all <laughs> I'll right, thank I'll make, you. I'll make, awesome. that, die. I'll make that die. Um, I think the two most important are your first two Big 12. 
uh, get off to a great start uh, with it being at home. Arizona State on September the 21st and Cincinnati on September the 28th. Get off, get off to a great start because let's let's say let's dream a little. You win your first three, okay? Then you go boom, boom, and then that gives you terrific momentum going into Arizona, which. Look, they're a really good football team last year. I know they lost their coach. And they didn't lose all their players, yeah. so they're they they are going to be they are going to be a, a a formidable opponent. And then you have Baylor at home and at TCU. So, to me, it's the first two Big Twelve games against Arizona State and Cincinnati. All right, I I, I really do like both of your answers. I think they both make sense. I'm going to the exact opposite end of the spectrum here. I'm going Oklahoma State on the road November the 23rd Mm -hmm. and I'm going West Virginia on November 30th here at Jones Stadium uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I I think those are um, two teams that are good teams, two teams that you've struggled with over the last few years. I just think the month of November is going to be really key as a whole um, which is the way you kind of want it, right? Sure, yeah. I hope you're right. Building Mm -hmm. up to that you're still in the thick of the Big 12 championship at that point. Mm -hmm. But... I think Oklahoma State um, on the road is going to be a tough one, and then I just don't know what we're going to get against West Virginia. Uh, last season was a disaster at West Virginia, but I'd like to think that things will be different here at home this season. But I, I think it's that stretch that, to me, is going to – and it ultimately, your guys' picks have, like, it affects the rest of the year. My pick is just going to be like, yeah, are you going to be finishing in the Big 12 championship game? Are you going to finish in third place or fourth place in the conference? Or are you going to finish in seventh place in the conference? Right there at the end, those games are going to, you're going to know right afterwards. Whereas your guys, it could set you up for success or set you up to be mediocre. Man, I hope, I hope you're right. I hope those, I hope those last two games do have that much meaning. My secondary answer to this question <laughs> because I acknowledge that these are not my, my, my the first two games this season are not your toughest they should be win-win walk out I would put back-to-back Baylor TCU as a key as the second key stretch for this team uh, those are two good teams that you are expecting to be competing with for a long time in this conference for recruits the state of Texas eyeballs all of that and both rivalry games in their own way that winning both of those goes a long way for making sure that they are reminded that they are below us wow i I mean there's nobody in the conference right now that i want to beat more than tcu and baylor yeah in pretty much any sport so i'm kind of in with what jeff says okay yeah okay uh, I mean, I can, I, I certainly can get behind what you're saying, uh, with, without a doubt. Um, especially when you look at this year's football schedule. Although, Mike, my, my, here's here's a. Not that we're into this time of year yet, but I mean, would you? We're trying to avoid this time of year right now, Chuck. Right. <laughs> careful, careful. We're trying to get away. Yeah. Jeff, if you had, because I think I know Jamie's answer. If you had your choice, you only get one. Would you rather beat TCU or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State. See, I'm in that same boat. But it's close. Yeah, it's really close for me too. It's yeah. close. It's really close for me too. Yeah. 
I mean, Oklahoma State's probably going to be the better team. Right. And that's the that's the, the, the one tick that gives it the edge. Yeah. Yeah, but if – I guess I look at the fact that I think TCU is going to be Peter, pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. So if you lose to TCU, what does that mean about you? Yeah, no, I – I, I get you. Yeah. I mean, I, I get you, right? I get you. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, so getting on the court here, how do you how do you assess this if you're like this morning when you're the coaching staff or you're the players and you're looking back at this and going, all right, what happened last night happened. I mean, you got to make adjustments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How do you fix it going into to Morgantown, or, or 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 can you, or do you, or what's what's your what's your thought on that? Just if you put it back on the on the floor because you you got to play right away. You're going to go on the road back to back games at West Virginia and at at Oklahoma State. No, the one thing is that game was going through the second half last night. The one thing that I was taking away from it was. Maybe Pop got some confidence back. He made a couple threes. Mm -hmm. He was aggressive going to the rim. Um, And so maybe maybe that would help a little bit. And 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 I've talked about this uh, throughout the course of the season when he was making shots, but still there were some that said, oh, he's taking too many shots. And... I kind of, you know, compared it to you. Every team needs a guy that's a bit of a dude. That's like, I'm not afraid to take the big shot. I'm, I'm not afraid to, to, to take a, a key shot here. I'm going to be aggressive when the other team's making a run, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to get to the free throw line. Whatever. And sometimes that leads to that guy being a volume shooter and not shooting a good percentage or whatever. Um, he's got to have some skill though, right? He's mm-hmm. got to be able to make some shots. And you've lost that guy. Okay, you, you've you've lost that guy, and um, it started to feel like in you know after zero for ten in the first half, in the second half you started to get him back a little bit. So, and I think a team feeds off the confidence of their dude. Okay, their guy making shots and them feeling like okay he can do it. That's going to open things up for other guys, and so that that's really what I'm hoping. Maybe I'm I'm looking to glass half full right now with that and i'm just hoping hey that that because that's what it is i mean you just can't score yeah you can't score i mean desu was good good last night and you were you had a hard time defending him but you've been a pretty solid defensive team there most of the season right you just can't score right now you have you have nobody's putting the ball in the hoop enough they did go 13 to 26 detected last night six to 12 from beyond the arc in the second half Again, uh, all of this coming in garbage time. Well, I know, but I mean, yeah, speaking but, to your confidence. Right, right. That's just, what I'm saying. It's turning. Yeah. But, like, the numbers as a whole for the game, I but, mean. Just what I was going to tell you, though, is light Pop, on fire. Pop goes Pop goes 5 of 8 in the second half, and then he goes 2 of 3 from distance in the second half. And then from the free throw line, he did hit all of his free throws. Went 5 for 5. So, you got that going. Uh, here's uh, Coach Grant McCaslin. Talks about the adjustments uh, in the ball game last night. Yeah, no, good point. And that's where I did a terrible job. I thought they took away a lot of our get actions and a lot our, of our movement to the basketball with bullying us. Should have went to the ball screen earlier and created better advantages. Should have tried to get the get the matchups we wanted quicker and advantages. You know, we made a few substitutions thinking maybe it'll loosen up at some point. And unfortunately, it didn't, and, their tur- and some of our turnovers in those spots led to baskets. 
You know, I heard him make that comment in his post-game comments to, to Chris Level on Double T 97.3 last night, the the word bully. God, I, I hate – I mean, he's right. Mm-hmm. That's he's a good right, term. He's right, but I hate I hate hearing that you got bullied defensively. And but he's but he's right. Um and sometimes the truth hurts and and maybe that's maybe that's the takeaway of like guys, we have got to be tougher. We have got to play tougher. But it, it also looked like there were times where Texas was more athletic last night. They looked like they had a step on you last night. When has Texas not been more athletic than you? No, I just, but, it, you know, sometimes when, I don't know, either I was paying attention better last night or, you know, wasn't wasn't as distracted with all the things that were going on around me. There was a lot of distractions last night going on around me. Um, I tell you what, I, listening to that comments from, from Coach McCaslin, I, I don't know what it is about him. Like, he's... I think he's a really good basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I I I find myself like wanting to like sit down and have him teach a class that I'm in. Okay. Like I I I don't know. Like he doesn't talk over the head too right. high mm-hmm. of people that really enjoy sports and can understand certain things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I th- I think he he kind of like he's able to talk to the media. Or, and to the fans through the media where you kind of understand what he's talking about and I'm like I want to learn from this guy like I want to be in his class <laughs> he's like really it sounds smart but he gets it across the yeah. right way and maybe that's why his team speaks at a sixth grade level so to speak <laughs> which you know right up my alley right no I mean yeah. that's kind of what you're supposed to do you know? you know you hear some coaches get up there and they coach speak and and that's and coach McCaslin coach speaks at times yeah I'm not saying he doesn't but you're like, I have no idea what that guy is talking about. You know, we may make a joke. What does he mean by that? I, we, I remember during football season at one point, we were talking about one of the coaches saying something like, what does that mean? We're like, I don't have any idea. We don't know yet. We were guessing. Yeah, we were guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, Coach McCaslin has a way of talking, and it just seems very simple. Okay, so is is there a positive to take from last night? I mean, it's you didn't give up. Okay, you can say that, but 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 you've said that about this. Team. I say you, we, yeah. everybody has said that about this team pretty much from the get go. It's over. That's the positive you yeah. take. It's over. Um, the, you got a bad taste in your mouth from the loss. You've got a bad taste for how everything went down. Mm-hmm. You almost had a brawl uh, in the middle of the floor, yeah. and you kept your composure. You kept your composure, but yeah. it was close. The fans got a, you know, had one fan arrested. You had probably several fans arrested, but you got one guy getting carried yeah, out. They took, from the they took some other people out. The head coach has to walk out and talk to the microphone to get everybody to calm down. You hate that. The best thing to come out of that game is it's over. Yeah, I, I mean, more than anything, um, I took out of that game. Man, you got a guy in Darion Williams who is going to be here for another year at least, right? I mm-hmm. we think. Yeah, right. And. Um, uh, man, maturity beyond years. Okay, I mean, if that had happened to me when I was a, and I, and I never considered myself a fighter, but if that had happened to me when I was a nineteen, twenty year old kid, whatever he is in in college, yeah, I wouldn't have stood up and not hit somebody in the back of the head like he had the chance to do. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. he showed some serious maturity. Right no, there. no question. That's a guy that's easy, especially to in the heat of battle. Yeah, especially in, in the heat of battle, and I was. It's it's so funny because you you bring this up and 
I was I was listening to somebody yesterday and they were talking about this guy was talking about how he had spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. I was on Astro Line last night on 100.7 The Score. The broadcaster for the uh, Astros was talking about how he had spent 10 years in the in the minor leagues and and that he enjoyed watching the prospects play and the minor leaguers coming up and he's like the difference between the guys that make it and the and that don't make it are the guys that are able to come through and keep their heart rate down and and not get really it's essentially I think what he's trying to make is not let the emotion of the game overcome you to where you're trying to do too much or you're trying you get kind of outside of the line so to speak which is kind of what Williams did last night mm-hmm. you know he kept his he kept his composure and fought through it as opposed to fighting back or responding or things like that. So, I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of. Just, you're right. I mean, he he did a, he did a great and he had a great he had a good night last night. He had 16 points. He drew four fouls. Um, he was perfect from the free throw line. Six of six. He got a couple of steals. Had an assist. Um, you know, and, and Joe Toussaint for for his tough shooting night, he drew eight fouls last night. Eight. Yeah, Joe looks afraid to take the outside shot right now. And he was three of ten and zero of two from distance. Seven yeah. of nine though from the free throw line. Remember, I mean, you remember at the beginning of the year he was your leading scorer. Yeah. He just looks really tentative right now, and it looks like he's really questioning his shot. Uh, somebody says this: We looked worn down with no energy. Mm. That may be a little, little harsh, but this has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.